Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Employment Matters podcast, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the world. I'm your host, Philippe Durand, partner at Auguste de Bouzy in France. On the program, we span the globe and receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. On today's episode, we'll be discussing what types of agreements are allowed or are possible for companies to conclude with certain official managing directors or managers in a company in the three Baltic countries. When I say Baltic countries, I'm actually referring to Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Joining us on the program today, we have from Estonia, Hanna Pak. Hanna is a senior associate at Alex in Estonia. From Latvia, we have uh, on the program today, Iveta Tseple. Iveta is a senior counsel at Alex as well. And finally, uh, last but not least, we have a gentleman. We have Rimantas Stavinicius, who is calling us today from Lithuania. And Rimantas is an expert as Alex. And I wanted to like to stress, maybe I forgot to say that Iveta is a senior counsel as Alex as well, just in case I would have uh, forgotten to say that. And Anna, Iveta, Rimentas, how are you doing today? Uh, and I hope uh, we'll have a good discussion. I'm very happy to have you today with us. Thank you. We are very happy to be here as well, and we hope to share our expertise. Excellent. Hannah, since you were talking just a few seconds ago, I would like to start with you for um, Estonia, and then we'll talk with your two colleagues. We'll be talking as well with the same question, one single question for the three of you. Why don't we start with trying to define what sort of uh, managers we are talking about and uh, how and by whom these kind of entities in uh, the three Baltics are usually run. What sort of managers are we talking about here? What kind of statutes those people can have in your three jurisdictions? And we'll start with you, as I said before, Hannah, for Estonia. Uh, yes, the most common form of business entities in Estonia is private limited companies. And such businesses, the mandatory management body is the management board. So that consists of management board members, who we can also shortly say that they are managers. But in addition to them, the board members, it might also be that there are some employees who also have the internal title, uh, such as managing director or chief executive officer or something like that, although they are not members of the board. Very good. So board membership, we understand that. Employee status on the other side, that's for Estonia. Iveta, how about uh, your own uh, jurisdiction? Uh, how would that be in Latvia? Yes, similarly. As Hanna said, uh, the most common business entity in Latvia is a limited liability company. Its management structure consists of the shareholders meeting, the supervisory board, which is optional, and the management board. So when we speak about the managers, usually we mean the members of the management board and also the chairman, which is appointed among themselves. So the chairman is also the member of the management board. So, the, so that's pretty in, similar to Estonia and what to what Hannah was describing. How about uh, you, Rementas, for Lithuania? Would that be very different or not in your own jurisdiction? It will be to some extent different because in Lithuania, the main and uh, obligatory manager is the head of the company. Sometimes it is called the CEO or the managing director. So other titles might be used here, but he is the one uh, without whom the company may not run. 
And in addition to this position, we could also have the board. But in Lithuania, the board is not necessarily directly involved in the company's activities. They do not have the representation rights, contrary to the managing director. But in some companies, they are still formed and act together with the CEO or the head of the company. So we do hear this slight difference for Lithuania. Now, turning to you, Iveta, and coming back to uh, Latvia for that purpose, I would like to turn to another question, which of course would come up very naturally for uh, our listeners today. And that is the following. To what extent these managers should be in a specific status? Are you thinking about employee status or should they be engaged through a kind of service contract or any other type of contracts? Or to put my question even more broadly, what would be the general practice in each of your jurisdiction and what would be advisable for the type of agreement to be picked up, that is to say one type of agreement rather than another one from the company's uh, angle? What would be the criteria you'll be picking up to allocate a special status, a special contract for a manager you would have to recruit? And as I said before, uh, Yvette, if you would like, if you wouldn't mind starting now for uh, Latvia. Well, in Latvia, member of the management board can serve on the grounds of either the written employment contract or the written management contract. You can call the second option also a service or authorization contract, but it doesn't change the essence of it. And the third option is even without the written contract, and then it's considered that the management board member is serving on the grounds of the decision of the shareholders meeting to appoint it, and his or her consent to take this position. Of course, the last option without any written contract is the least common and the least advisable one because it can cause practical issues as not all provisions are regulated by the law. Otherwise, it is common to conclude as an employment or management contract, but due to the specifics of the position, as it's not like an employee-like relationship, but it's, it's not subordinated relationship, but more of a relation of the trust with the management of the company. So it's uh, most appropriate and most advisable to conclude this management contract. Also, it allows more flexibility regarding its provisions than the employment contract. So that's a good tip to know from the company's perspective. How about Lithuania? And what would be your position for the same question, Rimentas? Unfortunately, we do not have so much flexibility as in Latvia Ah. as it is predefined by law. If we're speaking about the head of the company or the CEO, So there is no other option just to employ this person. The law is quite strict about that. When it comes to board members, here we have a little more flexibility. They might be either engaged by service agreement, but no way under employment contract. They may not be employed. Or, as Iveta mentioned, they might be left without any agreement serving basically under the ground of appointment. And in Lithuania, I would say, We have more or less 50-50 situation, depending on the level of the engagement. If they are quite actively engaged in the management of a company, they usually have a contract. If they are not so much engaged, so they usually serve only on the ground of appointment. Anna, I will be turning to you now. What would you say for Estonia? Would you be more like on the Lithuanian side with something more rigid or more on the Latvia side with something more flexible? Where would Estonia stand between the two? In this question, we are more uh, similar to Latvia. Uh So if the person is appointed to the management board, then they should have either a service contract 
or like no contract at all. So basically there will be just the resolution about their appointment. If the person is an employee, which means that they are not the board member, in such case, they should only have employment contract. Very good. Now, let's assume I'm standing in the company's shoes. That would be my next question. I would would like to turn to you, uh, Rimantas, for that uh, new question for Lithuania. Let's assume I'm stepping in the company's shoes. What kind of specific contractual provisions uh, you would be suggesting that should be inserted in those contracts for managers, to put it very broadly. What would be your tips, your ideas in that respect, Rimentas? I would start first from such general provision as confidentiality and non-competition. I guess this will be more or less universal for all of us. And also, as for more specific qualifiania, given that our managers are also the employees, So in order not to create problems in the moment when we will be in the point of reappointment of the manager, so it is quite vital not to put any notice period at similar provisions in the employment contracts of the managers and not to create any extra procedures for reappointment. And Hannah, for Estonia, what sort of provisions would you have in mind? Well, Rimantas was talking about, he started talking about confidentiality, exclusivity, notice period. Would you have the same topics in mind or something slightly different for Estonia? Uh, Yes, I would say that the confidentiality obligation and the non-competition obligation are the most important ones, which, which the company would like to protect themselves against. And also the non-solicitation provisions, for example, so that the clients and cooperation partners and also other employees would not be taken over, so to say. And regarding the notice period, we don't have that kind of limitations under Estonian law. Okay, good to know. And how about Latvia? Iveta, what would you say to that question? Would you add anything specific for Latvia to what Rimentas and uh, Hannah were telling us? What would be your thoughts on that? I fully agree with my colleagues regarding competition restriction and uh, confidentiality provisions. They are relevant for Latvia as well. Okay. Very good. Let's move to a slightly different point of view, and let's start to take the manager's point of view. And I would like to start uh, with you, uh, Hannah, for Estonia. What would you be, from your side, the type of uh, provisions that managers would be expecting so that you can maybe anticipate their requests, like, I guess, limitation of liability or uh, I was thinking maybe of golden parachute or special severance package? What What sort of things to be expected from them? Of course, the agreement at the end of the day will be a result of the negotiations. So basically, under Estonian law, the parties are in that sense, they are equal to negotiate whatever provisions they would like to have in the contract. And from the manager's uh, point of view, I would then try to... (laughs) to make the restrictions as light as possible. For example, we can discuss what the duration of the non-compete obligation should be after the termination of the contract, for example. We could also try to negotiate the confidentiality obligation, how long that would be in force after the termination. The same also applies to severance payments. The managers obviously would like the severance payment be as high as possible. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Several topics to be negotiated. Good to know. Iveta, how about you for Latvia? What sort of topics you would have in mind and that you'd be prepared to negotiate with um, managers? Initially, of course, naturally also, we see that the management board members want to ensure their interests, including the financial ones. And this also, as Hannah noted, uh, relates to severance package, because even if the management board member is an employee in Latvia, even then the law doesn't prescribe any severance pay in case of termination of relationship. One more issue is notice period, because also the board members are appointed for indefinite period of time unless the articles of association provide for some specific term, which is uncommon. And generally, the company may recall the board member from his or her position at any time. So they just try to, let's say, protect their interests and, and agree on some notice period. But this notice period would be as a gentleman's agreement, mainly because the law prescribes that no such notice period exists. But it's quite common to agree on such a notice period as a gentleman's agreement, which unfortunately won't be enforceable in court. So that's what comes on my mind. Okay. So that, the last point is a bit of a challenge, obviously. And how about Lithuania? Rementas, any thoughts you would like to add to what Hannah was saying for Estonia and Iveta was saying for Latvia? Any other thoughts you that would come across to your mind? I probably would start from the same topic of termination or severance package because in Lithuania it's slightly different than in Estonia. Then usually the parties do not agree on notice or at least they try not to agree about the notice, but convert it into the severance compensation, meaning that if you are the CEO, you might be dismissed anytime, but if you are not the bad lever, so to speak, you will be paid this and that amount. Yeah. What I would add in addition to what colleagues have just listed, probably the more advanced managers also inquire about the insurance of liability because as position of the manager, you know, is responsible for anything and everything. So they usually ask for that. And if we're speaking about very risky or very unregulated types of industries or businesses, sometimes they even request for limitation of liability against the company. These are quite rare cases, but they are quite, you know, specific to some type of industries where this liability is, you know, quite often, so to speak. All this makes sense, Rementas. I mean, insurance and limitation of liability for managers of a pretty high level, of course, that's something fair they could raise. And obviously, you'll be prepared to reply to that and to draft adequate uh, provisions. Now, we have time for a final question. And I will start with you, Iveta, for Latvia. That's, of course, separation, because we all know that all relationships, except maybe marriages, uh, and still nowadays it's not a rule of law, but at least the contractual relationship with the manager will end at some point. So I would like to hear each of you, starting with Latvia, Iveta, uh, about separation. How would you handle that? Is there a specific procedure to be followed? Are there specific practices or tips you can share with us? Are there specific provisions to anticipate or to put some guidelines in the contract? How would you manage uh, separation in Latvia? Irrespective of the status, whether the management board member is the employee or the serving on the basis of the service management contract, the provisions of the Commercial Act prevail the provisions set for termination of the employee. So there is no notice period, no mandatory payments, 
no need to present the reason unless the Articles of Association require such a material reason for a call. But generally, the shareholders meeting can recall the management board member at any moment. And as noted, also the management board member can submit its termination, his termination notice at any moment. Just to note, of course, some general principles shall be observed, such as a discrimination prohibition. Okay, good to know. And how about you remind us for Lithuania? How would you handle this separation context? Anything you have to think about in the contract itself or any other tips you, you could share with us today? From statutory point of view, the situation more or less similar is straightforward as that I have just uh, highlighted for Latvia. I mean, if a competent decision, which in our case might be the board, we discussed what that in Lithuania the board is slightly different than in Estonia and in Latvia, takes a decision. So basically, it is sufficient ground for termination or dismissal of the manager. However, if the contract provides for some extra procedures, for instance, notice periods and anything of that sort, this has to be observed. So basically, the first thing is to check the contract. If we are okay with the contract, we proceed under the law quite quickly. All that makes sense. And we'll finish this round with you, Hanna, for uh, Estonia. How would you tackle this separation context? If the person is appointed as a board member and has a service agreement, then basically the parties can agree in that agreement on the termination grounds as well as on the procedure. If there is no contract and the person is just appointed as a board member, then basically they can be recalled at any time without noting any reason. If we are talking about the employees, yep. the managing positions, so to say, under employment contract, then there is always the possibility to go down the route of mutual termination. But in case of unilateral termination by the company, this is possible only for good reason in such case. You would need a proper ground, yeah. Yes. But it's a very similar situation you were describing for Estonia. It's very similar to what we have in France. You have to distinguish between the two statuses whether it, we're talking about a service agreement or an employee status. I think we've covered quite a lot of topics today. It was very interesting. I also found it pretty interesting, by the way, that Lithuania was <laughs> was a bit different on several topics, what a bit aside, maybe for historical reasons. I don't know, but that was uh, something worth uh, mentioning. I did hear as well that articles of association sometimes have to be checked for commercial reasons, depending on the status of the person. And more importantly, I think you were very clear about the fact that you do have different statuses available for those managers in the Baltic countries. It can be service agreement, for example, or it can be an employment agreement. And of course, each time the regime you're going to negotiate, the contractual provisions you're going to enter into will, of course, be different. Well, that's all the time we have today. Hanna, Iveta and uh, Rimantas, it was a real pleasure to have this discussion with you today. Thank you for your time. And we hope we'll have you on a podcast, an ELA podcast, very soon. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to connect with Hannah, Iveta, or Rimantas, please click on their bios in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, search the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library or access 
the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Philippe Durand. Thanks for listening.